Hi, my name is Lacey Martin from the Boston University women's hockey team and you're listening to College Hockey Talk. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode, I'm joined by a very special guest. I welcome back Boston University women's hockey player Lacey Martin. Lacey is a Minnetonka girls hockey legend, and this year with Boston University, she had 12 points and was awarded the most improved player of the women's hockey team at Boston University. So congratulations to you, Lacey, of that. But welcome back to the podcast, and how's everything going? Um, everything's going good. Um, school is a lot right now. We just started actually um, training for the off season last week. So um, kind of getting back in the swing of things. But yeah, just been busy on school front and now finally mm-hmm. training again after a little break. So yeah. Yeah. How is uh, how's school, I guess, going for you this year? Is it a little bit harder than last year? Yeah, I just actually changed my major. So I was a pre-med major um going into it and I just changed to health science so um it's kind of been interesting like um going through a new path and everything and taking different kinds of classes I've kind of had fun with it um but yeah making that transition was kind of a lot of work so I'm glad like I finished that and I know what I'm doing because now I'm not as stressed about it so (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome what do you what type of classes do you take for that major I'm just curious um this, so this is my first semester taking it. I'm in like an epidemiology course, which is like calculating different types of like diseases and all this stuff. And then I'm in a global health, like critical writing course, which is interesting. I actually kind of, I have to take a global health course for my major, but I haven't taken it yet. And I'm taking a critical writing one before. So that'll be interesting because I'm kind of taking two global health courses. Um, and then I'm also in a medical ethics course, which is really interesting, and uh, health and disability. So you learn about like um, development and disabilities, like from young ages as they grow mm-hmm. older. So that's also interesting. It's a lot. It's a lot different. A lot less like sciency and stuff. So I feel like it's more applicable to life, which is more interesting to me because I just feel like there's more of a purpose for what I'm doing. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely more into that for sure. <laughs> yeah, that sounds definitely interesting, but also very challenging. So I definitely see where you're coming from on that. But is that what is, do you want to be like in the health field, I assume, after college? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what yet. I still don't know like if I want to do um, like what I want to do for grad school and stuff. But I think with this, um, I know BU has a really good um, internship program through the health sciences school. So um I think I'll do an internship or a couple and see like what I enjoy and then go from there. Well, that's awesome. Well, I hope it all works out for you. That definitely sounds interesting, especially the global health classes, just because we're in the middle of a pandemic. So there's probably yeah. some things you've learned from there. Um, yeah. Also, is it nice to be back in person in classes instead of being online like it was last year? Yeah, it's, I think I'm a lot more successful in class just being in person. Um, last year was a little easier to slack off, especially like sitting in. I shared a room with me and my teammate, Julia Shaughnessy, and we were doing classes like six feet apart. So it's it easy for us to um, get a little distracted. But I think, yeah, it's a little better for me 
um, school-wise and like I'm a lot more focused and I think just think it's fun to be in person and not sit behind a screen all the time mm -hmm. so no I totally agree with you I think the only challenging part is getting up earlier uh, that was yeah. the one next thing with zoom was you just can get out of bed and like go to class well this year it's like you have to get up and take a shower and do all that kind of stuff and you actually yeah. get ready so um, that's the yeah. only I guess negative part about it for this year for me but other than that I feel like I learn a lot better in person yeah. face to face than I do uh, through a computer screen so I get where you're coming from on that so well I'm glad things are going well for you for your sophomore year and um hockey wise how did it go this year just overall before we kind of dive into things um I think like overall it was a fun year for me I went from um, not really playing at all to the beginning of the year to playing a lot more towards the end of the year. So like for me, it was a really good developmental year and I grew a ton of confidence. So I feel like for me going into next season, that will be helpful. Um, on a team like aspect, I think, I mean, we had a lot of fun together as a team. I think we wanted to do more than we did. Um, but I think we're going to learn from it this year and take it in next year too. So mm -hmm. Yeah. And obviously you won the most improved a player award this year for Boston university. I want to congratulate you again on that. That's a huge, accomplishment. Thank you. but Thank you. what was like the biggest improvement you made to your game that kind of led to the increase in points totals? Because I have a guy from BU who watches all the women's hockey games and he was kind of telling me that you switched from wing to center. And he said that really elevated your game a lot this year. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, at the beginning of the year, I was, um, not playing very much and I just think like since I was one of the younger girls whatever um so I wasn't like getting on the ice as much and so they needed someone to step up and take that center position and I have never played a game of center in my life ever like I like I've been a wing my entire life so I was a little nervous when they did that and like didn't know like how it was gonna go but I think for me too just because my beginning of the year was not where I wanted it to be the change in position was kind of a reset and it was something new and fresh. And so I kind of took that and ran with it and it, it let me, or it let me rebuild my confidence. And so I think, I mean, I'm not perfect at center by any means. Like I still get confused in the D zone cause it's not, I'm not used to it yet or anything, but I think just the switch itself was like a reset for me and allowed me to um, kind of start my season. Um, in a better way, like in the second half, right after break. So I think that was the biggest thing for me. And it also seems like it helped build your confidence as the season went along, just because once you started getting those goals, it felt like the, your confidence grew just from me watching you play. Is that something, Yeah. was I right? Am I right about that evaluation? Yeah, definitely. My confidence um, definitely grew a ton and just being able to produce more and feel like I was contributing more to the team. It also like for anyone grows their confidence. So I think that also just let me keep rolling and keep plugging away and hoping to be um, a good leader on the team and just produ a producer, like why I wanted to be at the beginning, but it just wasn't, wasn't happening. So um, I think that change really from wing to center allowed me to do so. And if I'm a hockey player listening to this podcast, I would be nervous because that was that you only got, you got 12 points in the second half of the season after you made that transition. Now after a full off season, more confidence is building. I can just see your points total grow even more. So I'll be a little bit yeah. worried if I'm a hockey player <laughs> just listen to this because I just feel like you're only going to get better from here on out. 
Yeah, I hope so. That's that's the plan. Um, we'll see. I'm just gonna continue mm-hmm. to work on the new position and see where we go le- next year for sure. Yeah, definitely. Especially since because one thing I noticed about your team was you kind of struggled to score goals this year. It seemed yeah. like there was a lot of one or two goal games from your team. So I guess like heading into the off season, what is your team working on to try to increase that total of goals from games uh, from games against top opponents in hockey East? I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, we were completely aware that we could not score goals this year. It was a big focus for us in practice. And I think I think we kind of approached the scoring goals thing a little too late, like mid-season and then trying to figure it out. It was it was a little tough for us. So, I mean, we're doing skills stuff now where we're, we're trying to score a ton of goals, like get to the net. And so I think that will really help us. And, I mean, last week we started skating together already. So I think just all this time together will help us create chemistry and go into the next year um, super confident as a team which I think will help us because this year I think we lacked that a little mm-hmm. and obviously uh, what are your off-season plans um, what are you hoping to work on and do you have anything fun planned I guess non-hockey wise as well is there all just is it basically just training in school for you yeah I our team is um we're we're not required but everyone typically stays for we have a summer one session so we take class in May and June and then we all train here. So I'll be there for, I'll be here at the beginning of the summer. And that's always super fun because I mean, you have one class. So I think I have class like Tuesday, Thursday, and then we work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the morning. And we skate a couple of times and we have like the rest of the day ourselves. So last year we went to the beach a lot and like hung out as a team. And I think that's a really good bonding experience too, is having us all be here in the summer. Um, yeah, it's super fun. So that's my first half. And then second half, I'll probably go home and train with my um, Minnesota hockey friends and hang out there so it's nice to go home for a little bit but I'm really looking forward to summer school it was really fun last year so oh yeah that's also probably nice too with the campus being a little more quiet yeah um, maybe for some people it might not be as fun but for me I feel like that does sound kind of fun to have your the campus all to yourself oh yeah it's nice and we can basically do whatever we want like we have our whole day after class and workout and stuff so mm-hmm. um, a couple of a couple of my friends live or a couple of our teammates I mean Julia she lives right on the water and like 45 minutes away. So we go there a lot and sit by the pool and stuff, which is nice. But um, yeah, it's, it's super fun. And we had a lot of fun last year. So I'm looking forward to it for sure. I have to ask what's better, the lakes in Minnesota or the beaches here in Massachusetts? Oh gosh, I have, (laughs) I have debates about this all the time. I mean, Julia is, um, she was my roommate last year. We're still, we're still super close and she would always, we'd always fight about this, but I'm going to have to go with the lakes of Minnesota just because they're my roots, but I, I love the beach. So that's a tough answer for me, but I think I'm just going to have to stick with that because I can't, I can't be a trader. I don't. I understand that. I understand that. But I feel like the beaches are better, man. That's just my opinion, but you know, know, maybe because I've never been to Minnesota, so I can't really answer that question, but yeah, uh, I mean, I mean the lake in my town is pretty nice. It's super fun to like get on the boat and like hang out and you can like tie up boats with people. I mean, you can do that on the ocean too, but I feel like, I feel like in Minnesota, people take a lot of pride in the lake. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. But I will say for the lake, the one thing I do like about lakes more than like ocean is just the ocean salt water is definitely tough if you like make a spill to crash yeah. in that versus a lake where it's not as salty. So, that's definitely the one thing I do prefer about lakes over ocean. But I got to stick with my roots here in the East Coast. I got to take the beaches <laughs> over the lakes. But yeah. I also haven't been to Minnesota, so I can't really answer that question. Yeah, Minnesota is not very fun in the winter. It's really cold, but in the summer, it's a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they're hosting the Frozen Four in like two years, I think. So I would definitely try to head out there and see what it's like in April time. So hopefully it's not as cold then. 
Oh yeah. It, it sometimes we'll get a couple snow storms in April, but most of the time it's it's pretty nice. Hopefully. Yeah. No. Hopefully it'll be nice then because then Minnesota won't get a bad <laughs> bad rep. Yeah. No. I'm definitely excited to see what it's going to be like and see the XL Center because everyone talks to me about that and see um, how college hockey does. I'm in the frozen four there, but that's obviously two years away. So I don't really, yeah. I'm not really thinking about that too much right now. Yeah. Now I want to get back to your team performance um, this year. So obviously your team lost to UConn in the hockey's playoffs. Uh, from your perspective, what'd you take away from that game and how will your team use that, I guess, game heading into next year to do better in the playoffs? Just because it seems like your team has the talent to beat teams in the hockey's playoffs. Just the performances haven't been there yet so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, playoff games are always fun. I personally think our UConn game, we we played well. We just weren't able to finish. And that goes back to like our lack of goal scoring this year. I just think we need to really work on that next year. But I mean, against UConn, we played a really good defensive game and I'm, we weren't terribly sad about our performance. I mean, it's tough to lose a playoff game for sure. But I think we'll just build off of that and bring it into next year because we do want to go further in next year's playoffs. And I know with the talent we have on our team that we can. So I just think we need to be able to finish on our opportunities quicker. I mean, we scored in the first shift of the game. And then after that, mm -hmm. um, we weren't able to, and we had a couple of chances, but I think we just need to shoot the puck a little more and um, create more chances for ourselves. But I think that'll help us the most. Yeah, definitely. Obviously the power plays as well too. I feel like that's something I noticed from the game was just how key those penalty kills were for UConn. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, our power play wasn't the strongest this year. I think before I came here, our uh, BU's power play was um, super top-notch, one of the best in the country. So I think if we're able to get back to that too, it'll be super helpful because, um, I mean, scoring power play goals is is key for sure, like mm -hmm. in those in those crunch time moments. So hopefully, hopefully we can work on that next year as well. And how did it compare to last year's game against Providence? Was there like anything you noticed? Because obviously it was kind of two different playoff seasons with fans and no fans. And obviously with Providence, their, half their team was gone for that game. For UConn, yeah. they had like a full roster. So it was a little bit different. So I was curious from your perspective, how did you compare those two playoff games? Yeah, the, the environment was totally different. I mean, no fans in Providence and them having like half a roster. I, it didn't really feel like a playoff game. So I felt like the UConn game felt way more like a playoff game. and We were more pumped to play that game. Um, I think our performance showed that. I think last year we were a little upset with our performance against Providence. Like we could have played a better game. Um, I think UConn, we obviously could have played a better game and scored more goals, but I think um, we came out pretty fast and UConn was a super strong team this year. So we were happy about how like we matched up with them in that game. Um, just wish we were able to score a couple more goals and mm -hmm. win the game. But yeah, I thought your team played well in that game, despite the loss. Um, I thought there was a lot of offense of offensive opportunities that your team had. And obviously your goalie Callie played fantastic in that game. Yeah. So, and I feel like defensively, you really made it hard for UConn to get, uh, some goals, especially since the game-winning goal was kind of a dirty, greasy goal, and that's what I said. Yeah. Like, if UConn has to win this game, they're going to have to score a really tough goal, and that's kind of what happened. So I feel like there's yeah. definitely some positives to take away from that game to build on for next season. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah, I think um, just being able to get those gritty goals, too, will help us. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. Was it nice to have fans back in the arena, especially the BU band? Because I love the signs that they make at your games at Walter Brown. Oh my gosh, the BU band. I mean, last year our team would always talk about how much they missed the band and I've never I'd never get to experience that before. And they are awesome. They like make the atmosphere in Walter Brown way better than um any other rink I think that we play at. 
um, and their signs are, they have a sign for each of us. And so they're really, they're really dedicated and they make our environment great. Um, I mean, it's more motivating to play in front of fans for sure. And it feels more like the college hockey you've always like dreamed of playing. So I think it was a cool experience to have that this year finally, because we didn't last year. What's the sign that they have for you? I'm curious. Uh, we just skated with them the other day. So I do know this because they had all the signs there. It's, I think it says like Lacey first placey on it and has like a first place trophy <laughs> on it or something. It's really cute. They're, yeah, they're awesome. Um, that's awesome. They're like our, they're our number one fans and we love having them there. So Yeah, no, that's something I definitely noticed just watching BU games is how involved the band is. And another thing I noticed about just having fans back was it must have been nice to see your family um, after games and getting to talk with them since you didn't get to have that experience last year because the game I went to, um, there were so many family members from your team at that game. Yeah. I don't know if it was just that game I went to or if that's just what it usually is like, but it was kind of cool seeing how your parents were there and like how other, uh, how your other teammates' parents were there too. So and I feel like that definitely helps out a lot. Yeah, we do have, we do have a ton of parents that come to our games. My parents were out here a ton this year, which is nice because last year I feel like, I mean, not playing in front of fans and like not really being able to do much and not see my family was tough. So having them be out here a couple of times and my siblings were here a couple of times too is awesome to have them finally watch me play college in person. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That's awesome. And then another thing you got to do this year is you got to play in the bean pot, um, something that you didn't get to do last year. So talk about that experience and what did you take away from it, especially since you're not from Boston. So I was curious about like what you, what you thought about it coming into it and now having that experience, what you think about it now. I mean, not being from Boston, I've definitely, I like heard of the bean pot before, but then once getting here, like the hype around it was huge and it definitely lived up to the hype. Like it was definitely one of the highlights of the season. It was just a super fun game to play in just, and it felt super high stakes. Like um, going in that game, we we're all super pumped. And I just think it's a really cool thing that not any other teams in college hockey get to experience. And so it's a fun thing for us. And um I don't know. It's super good hockey too. So it was, it was super, it was a really cool environment. I mean, there was, there's a ton of people there. We had the earlier game the first time, so we didn't have as many people, but we stayed and watched the BC Northeastern game. Mm -hmm. And it, it, there's a lot, ton of people there. It was crazy. I haven't, I haven't seen that at a college game since I've been here. So. Yeah, I was definitely happy Northeastern allowed fans because my biggest fear was like they're not going to allow fans for the bean pond. That sucks for the women's teams just because for the men's, it's going to be a packed TD garden and you yeah. guys have to play an empty Matthew. So I'm glad that they changed that role before the bean pond because that definitely would have sucked. And yeah, no, that, the bands, um, the fans were fantastic at that. I didn't go, but just watching it on TV, it looked like it was a great atmosphere. Even for the third yeah. place game too, there were still some people there. So that was, that's yeah, probably I, awesome for you. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, super cool experience for sure. It was definitely one of the, highlights of the season for me now are they gonna when's walter brown gonna host it next i feel like bu hasn't hosted in quite some time yeah i'm not sure i asked um our hockey ops girl that this year i think it's i think it might be at bc next year i'm not sure it's it's either next year or the next year honestly right. but um walter brown's supposed to be doing renovations soon i'm not sure if they're starting it this summer or the next so i guess it'll depend on that as well but um yeah I'm excited for that because I feel like I feel like out of all the schools around here, we get the most like student body fans. And so I feel like for the bean pot, like that'll be that'll be fun for sure. Yeah, I kind of hope it happens your senior year. That'll be kind of cool. Like, you know, yeah. the final bean pot, it potentially obviously you have that fifth year, but to have played at Walter Brown, that's that that'll definitely be a really cool experience for you. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. That would that would be super cool. 
Now, one of my favorite games to watch from your team this past season was when you beat Providence earlier in the year. So I want to ask you to talk about that game from your perspective and what you took away from it, especially since it was earlier in the season. It really helped build momentum for your team, but it was also kind of a good playoff revenge game um, in the beginning part of the season. At least from my perspective, it looked like, yeah. you know, it seemed like yeah, that no. from watching your players play in that game. Yeah, we were super motivated to um, kind of get back at them after um, the playoff loss the year before. And I just feel like that game, we came out of a ton of energy and like super, like super fast paced game. I think that was one of our fastest games of the year. Um, and we had a ton of scoring opportunities and we were able to finish on most of them, which was super helpful. Um, but yeah, I just think our energy and our fast pace really um, allowed us to win that game, which was nice. And your team also beat Vermont this year, and that was a big win just because it was up in Burlington. And Vermont, I believe, was a ranked team at that point when you played them. Yeah. So talk about what it was like beating Vermont on the road because that must have been fun as well. Yeah, I mean, the Vermont road trip is super fun. Burlington's a fun town, and I've been there for a youth tournament a couple times um, before coming to college. And so I was excited to go up to Burlington. And I think at that point when we were playing Vermont, they were on like a nine or 10 game win streak. They had just beaten Northeastern and BC and all these like very good teams. So we went into that game too, like super motivated to kind of end their game winning streak. And um, yeah, that was, I think the Vermont game was definitely our fastest paced game. And I just feel like we all came together as a team and we really like wanted to take them down. And so that was a cool experience. And it was just a super fun weekend. Like that morning before that game, we went on a walk around Burlington and like it was a good team bonding thing too, which I think helped us as well. And obviously you got a snipe in one of those games. Um, we'll talk about that goal because it was featured on one of the best goals of the week for college hockey talk. And it was just a great goal because it was just from like the hash marks and you just absolutely roofed it. It was really, really impressive shot in my, from my, from my opinion. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we were on the power play and we hadn't scored. We were, we hadn't scored on the power play in so long. So um, we were just looking to put pucks at the net and I saw a seam and then I, I took it and I think I got a little lucky because I <laughs> wasn't sure if it was going to go in or not. But um, yeah, we were really focusing on just the three people up top on the power play to shoot the puck. So that's what I was looking for. And it worked that time, which was, which was nice. We need, we needed that power play push that game for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I don't know if any of the BU band members are listening, but another sign idea is Lacey Sniper Martin. Do you like that? That's a pretty yeah. good thing. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll tell them that. Be, you should. You should. I think that's that's just my idea. Obviously, they can take it or leave it. It's up to them. But it's just I'm trying to give them suggestions to help motivate your team even more <laughs> next year. Yeah, no, they, they would take it. They love to make those. Yeah. Now, was Gutterson your favorite arena to play in? Because I feel like that's a very interesting rink. Or was it Maine? Or what's, like, your favorite arena in hockey used to play in? I'm just curious. I do like playing Gutterson a lot. I, this year they were doing some renovations, so it wasn't, like, as – I remember playing when in the youth tournaments, and I loved it. But my favorite ranks to play in, BC is my favorite. I think they're, like, lighting and, like, the ice is just super good there. Um, I also do really like Northeastern. I'm not sure if I like those two because it's a short drive. So like, I like, I just think it's nice that it's 10 minutes down the road, but I think BC's rank is my favorite. Northeastern might have to be my second favorite, but I think I liked Northeastern so much because we played the bean pot there. So like, I just think that um, yeah. atmosphere was really fun, but I think I'd have to pick BC and just every time we play BC, it's an exciting game. So that rank reminds me of it too. Do you guys even take a bus to BC or just walk down? Because it's like in the same technically. We do take a bus, but I it's um, only a five minute bus ride, so I get one song. 
<laughs> if they're, uh, I pick like one or two songs for the bus ride down and yeah, it takes, takes like 10 minutes, not even. <laughs> what's uh, what songs do you have to, what songs do you pick for that um, bus ride? Cause you have to pick, it, it, like, it's a probably, probably a tough decision just because, you know, you can only have, so you only have a little option. Yeah, no, it, it changes a lot. I mean, I have a, I have a pregame playlist, so whatever, whatever I'm feeling that's on that playlist, I'll just choose a couple and yeah. Some, sometimes I'll, I'll change it up and go to a different playlist, but um, I stick to that one playlist most of the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like Hockey East has some of the best arenas in on college yeah. hockey. I know you've played in a couple of ECAC ones, but I really like it just because there's a lot of old barns and stuff. And mm-hmm. obviously next year, UConn's getting a new rink, so that'll be another one to add to your resume yeah. uh, uh, for next season, which should be fun. But talk about what it's like playing in Hockey East, just the competition you face every night, because I feel like Hockey East is kind of an underrated conference for the women's side just because Northeastern was the only team that made it in the tournament this year. And I thought easily two or three teams could have made the tournament for Hockey East. Maybe I'm a bit biased, but I really think the competition's solid in that conference. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think Hockey East for women's is super underrated. And I think it is a very deep conference. Um, some people might not think that, but we had teams like UConn and Vermont that were super good this year and like kind of came out of nowhere they haven't been super good in the past so I think that just proves how deep the conference really is and I mean it's fun to play in a league like that because you know you're going to get a good game every night you play so um yeah I think it's I think it's very underrated too but yeah Mm -hmm. and obviously one question I do want to ask you because I thought speaking of BCBU is you team your team had to do with a lot of schedule changes this year because one of those series was the BUB series I always felt like that was getting rescheduled but uh, how'd you handle the schedule changes this year compared to last year? But it was probably a lot easier this year just because last year it was basically every other week you were dealing with schedule, schedule changes. This year was more just like um, one part during the season where you're dealing with them. So yeah. how'd you d- handle that, especially since you were one of the teams that had to do the point-based system because yeah. of you couldn't play all the games in the conference this year? Yeah, I think because of the schedule changes, we lost a game to Maine and we lost one to BC. And the BC one was – was really sad because we were like we we're always excited to have our BC um, series, but that actually got canceled because well, it got moved because of the snow, and then our rink like generator broke, so our ice was like melted. It was crazy, so we <laughs> we couldn't play that game. But um, yeah, I mean, schedule changes are never fun. Um, I'd say more last year than this year, but we kind of expected them at that point just because of how many COVID cases there were. So we weren't like super shocked, but I mean, it's not super motivating to like, you're supposed to have a game on Friday, Saturday, and then they get canceled and you practice Friday, Saturday, and then you go to the next week and they get canceled again. Like it's, it's not fun, but for us, we kind of took it as like more practice time to come together. And um, when we were able to play, to play well. So I think that was, um, wasn't super fun, but it's also good training a couple weeks for us too. So, yeah, no, I'm curious. Why didn't they uh, try to play the game at Aganis if the generator wasn't working at Walter Brown? Did they tell that to your team, or was it kind of just the like basketball was using it or something? Yeah, that's that's the same question we had. Um, the boys played at seven that night, and I'm not sure if it was a staffing thing, but they couldn't get us in before then. So, um they just had to cancel it. We were trying to get it at BC, but BC had a basketball game going on at their rink. So their rink wasn't an option and something, I don't know. We, we asked about the Yanis thing. It was almost there, but it fell through like last minute. So that would have been cool too. We're supposed to play in, in a Gannis once a year and our Gannis game got 
canceled because we were supposed to play Northeastern in Naganis, but then when our main series got canceled, yeah, then we played Northeastern like a week early. And so our Ganis game got canceled. But yeah, that would have been fun, but it would just it just didn't happen. Have you practiced there before or you've never even played there at all? Yeah, we we've practiced there a couple of times. Um depending on we have we share our ice with like the figure skaters and stuff so um sometimes it'll be like a double schedule and sometimes if we want to skate on a sunday we'll go to a Gannis instead which i enjoy because the ice is like a lot better just because it's newer um and it's a big it's a big arena so it's it's cool for sure yeah yeah that's definitely it's one of my favorite arenas in hockey east actually just because yeah. of how nice it is so hopefully you get the chance to play there at some point next year i think that'll definitely be fun um but kind of getting back, one thing I also want to ask you was, uh, what was like the biggest thing you learned this year um, in college hockey since you dealt with um, a lot of different things, um, had a lot of positives and negatives, I assume. So what was like the biggest thing you learned as a sophomore this year? Because I asked you last time on the podcast, like what was like the biggest adjustment to make the college hockey? But as a sophomore, what was like, I guess, the biggest thing you learned um, this year? I'd say the biggest thing I learned was um, the ability to like push through adversity. I mean, I mean, the schedule changes and all that, but just to kind of turn my season around for myself was a huge, like, character development thing for me, and I feel like I could take that into the real world and not just hockey, so I think I kind of I kind of learned a greater lesson this year for sure, and so I just think that's really cool because it was a good learning experience for me um, to be able to change my mindset and um, change my season around for the better for myself. Um, so yeah, I think, I think this is one of my like most developmental seasons mentally for sure. And I guess what's your, what's your team's goals for next season? Obviously you said you, you want your team to kind of improve offensively, but besides that, like, what do you, what do you, what does your team, I guess, hope to improve on for next season? I mean, the one thing we just want to get back in the winning column. So come together as a team and be able to motivate each other to do so. Um, I mean, we started our off season training already, so so we're ready. We want to, we want to be prepared for next season. And um, I think, I think if we're able to motivate ourselves and kind of take this year as more of a learning experience and apply it to next year, like we'll, we'll be super successful. So. That's awesome. Well, I know your team is definitely going to be trying for that goal and I'm excited to see what happens for next year. It should be fun. Have you had the chance to meet any of the incoming freshmen or when does that happen? Um, I have met, one of them she actually visited this year um, she's from minnesota her name's Maeve kelly and she was supposed to go to another school but ended up coming here so i met her because i was like her little shadow person when she was here took her to dinner and stuff so um yeah we have a little smaller freshman class next year so i haven't met the rest of them though so i'm excited to to meet them for sure yeah that definitely should be fun um and meeting all the i think it's cool with um hockey because you get players from all different places in the u.s and europe and Canada, obviously. So I think it's kind of cool where I feel like in other sports, it's like most of the athletes are from like the same type, kind of area in the country. So I think that's what makes hockey cool. Yeah, I agree. Now we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey seg- non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. Now this non-hockey segment is a little bit different than the last time um, I had you on just because I found some random questions on the internet that I thought was interesting. So hopefully you find them interesting. And if you need time to think about them, feel free to let me know and I'll just give you my perspective. So are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Awesome. Well, first non-hockey question is, what is your favorite thing about Boston? My favorite thing about Boston is that 
there's just so much to do at any time and everything's kind of at walking distance. So whenever I'm bored, I can, I can just go walk and see like cool thing. I mean, it's kind of nice that Newberry streets, like a 15 minute walk down the road. I can go shopping whenever I want, but I just, I just like that. There's so many things to do like right around me and it's definitely a cool city to live in for sure. I'm very lucky. I get to live here. Yeah. I think for me, this might be kind of a weird answer, but I love the sports here in Boston. I think it's yeah. definitely a unique sports culture compared to other cities and I love the passion that the fans have here. And yeah, just there's so many, there's not just like pro sports, but also college sports as well. So as a sports fan, I'm definitely very spoiled to live in an area like this, but there's so much to do and see. Yeah, no, I agree. I've never, I've never seen a city like so dedicated to all the sports around here. I think it's super cool for sure. I've been to a Bruins game. I've been to a Red Sox game. And so I want to go to a Celtics game at some point, but I think it's super cool. Um, yeah. yeah. What Bruins game did you go to? I'm curious. I went to um, Bruins versus Toronto, or oh, no, Bruins game. versus Tampa. That's and, still a good game too. <laughs> yeah, no, and um, that was a super fun game. My roommate had tickets and took a couple of us, so we went to that. Um, but yeah, I want to go to another. Um, it was super fun. It was right when um, like mask mandate wasn't really a thing, so yeah. it, was, it was fun for sure. Oh, yeah, Tampa is obviously defending Stanley Cup champions, so that's kind of cool to see that team uh, play. And, yeah, no, for I went to the Garden recently, actually, for the hockey's championship and semifinal games, and I haven't been there in a few years, and it's really cool how they did it. They renovated it now, so yeah. it looks a lot different. It feels a lot cool, so I was definitely glad to be back there. It's such a great rank to see, and obviously uh, for Bruins games, it's awesome to watch. So, um, yeah, that was a, I, I don't to be honest, I don't really – I think they lost that game in a shootout, so – yeah, yeah, they lost in overtime. It was, it was a really good game though. Um, my grandpa's from Tampa, so You're I, I, was texting, yeah, I was texting him during the game. <laughs> I was like, "Guess where I am?" But yeah. yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so you got. Will you ever see them when they play the Wild, or is it was it is it I, just fun? Yeah, I really want to. That'd be fun. Um, I don't. I haven't really. They've obviously played them this year a couple times, but. Um, if I can get to one against the wild, that'd be super cool for sure. Will you wear your like wild Jersey and all that stuff? Will you go all out or would you want to like, I actually, I actually don't have a wild Jersey. I have a, I have a Bruins hat that I, that I have, so I don't have any, I don't own any Minnesota wild stuff, but I do own some Bruins stuff. So that's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. So <laughs> yeah. definitely, definitely a big Bruins guy here. So no, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you had a great experience there and hopefully you can get some Red Sox games uh, coming up this summer since the season's back on now. Yeah. Yeah, the Red Sox games are super fun. I went to a couple of them last summer, so I'll definitely go back. Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're so much fun. And obviously when the weather's nice, it's a great spot to yeah. be in. But one, when, one time I went to Fenway, it was so hot. It was kind of not the best, better experience at Fenway just because the weather kind of ruined it. But um, well, yeah. when it's a nice weather, though, it's definitely a fun spot to be in. Yeah, we went We went last year and it was like 95 degrees. But <laughs> we, we, get, um, we get student tickets for only $9, so we take advantage of those a lot. Oh, you so. have to. Yeah, so that's really fun. But, um, yeah, we went a couple times last summer. For sure we'll go again. It's super cool. Now, what is the most embarrassing hockey moment that you've ever had? Um, I'd say my freshman – I think it was my freshman or sophomore year of high school. We were doing the starting lineups. And they normally – I think they normally go left wing to right wing. I can't remember. But they called my right wing's name and I skated up instead, <laughs> which – it's not really as embarrassing now because like no one really knew, but it was super embarrassing to me at the time. So <laughs> yeah, that's definitely it for sure. 
It could be worse. I've seen a few people fall when they do the starting lineup. So yeah. it could have been worse for sure. That's my biggest fear. And during the state tournament in um, Minnesota, that was my biggest fear because that's like on TV. And that was, <laughs> that was probably like the most broadcasted game I'd ever played in. So I was terrified that I was going to fall in that game, but thankfully I didn't. And I didn't do anything embarrassing in that. So no, my um, skating up to the wrong name wasn't documented on film. So that's, that's good. good. That's good. <laughs> if some of, some of, if you get, if it, that happened in college, you could easily find that like, Oh, um, definitely. So that's the one that I guess one nice thing about having it happen in high school is it's not really documented. Yeah, true. Yeah. I think for me, my most embarrassing hockey moment was uh, we did this drill where we skated forward, backward from the ice. It was supposed to teach us how to skate backwards in youth hockey. And yeah. So forgot to close the door and I fell on the bench, which was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> Luckily, I hopped back oh up. And it was during youth hockey, so that was definitely not documented. So I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Now, what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week? That's a tough one. I saw on Twitter right before this that Flurry was just traded to the wild, speaking about the wild. Um, that's, that's a cool thing. I never expected happening, but um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say that I just saw that on Twitter right, right before this. So it's the first thing in my mind, but. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so this is obviously a hockey related answer, but I saw that the hockey's championship game this weekend was one of the most well attended in years, which I thought was interesting. So that was definitely cool to see for the league, obviously. And yeah, I had a great time at that event. So uh, shout out to Hockey East for that. But I, I feel like it was probably because the, the state schools were in it this year. So yeah. a lot more people were there just because the alumni base is much larger than like a BU or BC. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that was super cool. I saw that too. Um, yeah, there's a ton of people there. So. Oh, yeah, no, the atmosphere is incredible, especially for the semifinal UMass-UMass Lowell game. It was one of the yeah. coolest college hockey atmospheres I've ever been a part of. So yeah, that was a, lot of that was a cool there. game. Yeah. Now, what is your biggest fear? Um, this is a super weird one, but I like hate frogs. They like kind of scare me. (laughs) I don't know why I'd say, I'd say it's more toads than frogs, but I think they just kind of gross me out. And so every time, um, my little sister will take, like, we have, we live by a pond at home. And so we have a ton of baby frogs everywhere. So she'll like pick them up and like run at me. And I'm like terrified of them for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why I think it's because they kind of gross me out, but (laughs) super weird one. But yeah. Yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I couldn't even tell the difference between a toad and a frog. So um, maybe because <laughs> I'm not the brightest person ever, but that I would, not, I would not know the difference at all. But I could see that. For me, it's probably um, waiting. I don't like waiting. That kind of scares me a little bit. But for me, actually, the weird one I have is elevators. I absolutely hate being in elevators. I'd much oh, rather yeah. just take the stairs than take an elevator. So yeah. um, not an elevator person. I'll just walk up the stairs yeah, I've gotten stuck in an elevator before by myself when I was like really little at my brother's um out of town tournament. So I was terrified of them for a while too, but I got over that a little. <laughs> yeah, no, that's being by yourself is even worse because like especially as a kid, like you probably don't have like a cell phone to call anyone. So like I don't know. Yeah, how you would I mean the phone. the power went out when I was in the elevator, so like even the call button on the thing like oh wasn't my even gosh, working. that freaks me out. Yeah, so it was scary, but thankfully um one of my brother's teammates dad's was a firefighter so he was able to get me out pretty fast yeah how'd they know you were in there um because my parents knew i was coming from the room down to the place to go eat food so they were like knew i was somewhere like in oh, okay i must have gotten stuck in the elevator because <laughs> they couldn't find me but yeah. <laughs> it, t- it took a while i was it probably felt a lot longer than it was but it, it was scary for sure yeah how long do you think it was like 40 minutes 
No, definitely not. Maybe like 15. Oh, okay. So, That's not too bad. I don't know. It, fe- it felt really, really long, but I don't think it was that long. Yeah, no, that, that's why, exactly why I'm afraid of elevators. I don't want to get stuck in one, but yeah. so I had to take one this weekend because I had no choice and I was, oh, I don't know how, <laughs> how these media people do it. Just taking the elevators to the press box. It makes no sense to me. But yeah, it's scary. Now, what is something you do, you do, you did as a kid that you still do today? And for me is I drank chocolate milk as a kid and I still do that today. So that's my answer. I'm a big chocolate milk guy. What is something that you do as a kid that you still do today? Gosh, I guess I guess I'm a big chocolate milk girl too. I drank I just drank chocolate milk after our lift today. Um, that's a good one. I'd say I do that too. Hockey wise, I always braid my hair before a game. Like my ponytail's always braided. I still do that. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's the only thing I can really think of. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't relate to the hockey one, unfortunately. I'm too short hair to do that, so you just pop yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Now, how can you tell if someone has a sense of humor? Um, I think if anyone can make like any sort of situation funny, especially like awkward situations, I think that means you have a good sense of humor. Um, I don't know. I appreciate a funny person, so I think like someone who can make me laugh all the time, they, they have a good sense of humor for sure. Yeah, for me, it's like if you have a good vibe with someone. I know that sounds kind of weird, but like when you talk to someone and like, you know, you can just tell that's like it's going well. That's kind of how I tell if someone has a good sense of humor. And I definitely yeah. try to, I'm maybe, I maybe not, I shouldn't do this at some points, but I try to make awkward situations funny just because it makes me laugh. Some things yeah. that I do, like I try to make myself laugh, which I don't know if I'm the only person that does this. And like, it makes me such a weird person, but there would be certain times where I try to make myself laugh and no one will get what I'm saying, but I think it's hysterical. So yeah. that's something that I try to do. I don't know if anyone else does that, but, but me. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think in awkward situations, I, I like laugh and stuff and try to make them funny. So um, mm-hmm. I do that too, for sure. I think the funniest one was there was a teacher I had back in like high school that like, like screamed at the class. And like some kid like said something after she like said something and it was so hard not to laugh after she yeah. just like screamed the class. So that was one of the shout out to Mike. I, that was my guy back in chemistry <laughs> class, but that was funny. I remember that. Yeah. Th- those are always funny. Like in a, in a situation where you're, you're probably not supposed to be laughing. Um, I, I always seem to laugh in those. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, just because like, it's so funny. Like whenever yeah. it's a quiet moment, stuff like that, that's definitely, I, de- I definitely see that for sure. Yeah. Now, what is the most underrated holiday and what is the most overrated holiday in your opinion? Um, underrated, I think St. Patrick's Day. I mean, St. Patrick's Day, I've never seen it such a huge thing in, like until I came to Boston. Mm-hmm. And it's like so fun around here. Like it's, it's a really big deal. And so I think that's most underrated. Overrated? I'd say maybe Halloween. All I mean... Right. It, Halloween, Halloween's super fun as a kid, but now it's just like, that's a great answer. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably the overrated one for sure. Yeah. I don't get the St. Patrick's day thing just because like I was in Boston and like these people wait two hours to get in the bar and just to stand inside the bar. It makes no sense to me. I know. It's crazy. So that, that's the one thing about St. Patrick's day. I'm like, how is it fun just standing, waiting to get in somewhere just to wait and standing to get somewhere? It makes no sense to me. So that, I know, I think, I know, I think the atmosphere just kind of convinced me on that one this, this past week, but I've I've never seen anything like it. You stood in line for two hours to get in somewhere? No, I did not. 
but uh, um, I know a couple of people that did, but I, I see, I saw a ton of stuff around here that looked a ton of fun. So yeah, it, it awesome. definitely seems fun, but like, I wouldn't like, I'm not standing in line for two hours. I don't care. Oh, what me neither. So that, that I was don't like, <laughs> same, but also just, it doesn't seem fun to me. And like, at some point, like you want to like, you know, do something fun, I guess. So that's, I would, I'd, uh, that's the one thing I don't get about St. Patrick's day, but yeah. underrated holiday for me is 4th of July. I love 4th of July just because it's in the summertime. It's always good vibes. Music's playing good. Yeah. For, like no one talks about how fun 4th of July is. Then most overrated. Yeah. Um, obviously you said Halloween. That was my friend's first answer. I totally agree with you as a kid. It's so much fun, but once you get older, if you don't like to dress up, it's really just another day. So I don't yeah. find it as people, other people do, but I guess since I want to change my answer up a little bit, Valentine's Day, I never really understood why Valentine's Day is so popular. I, I get why people like it, but for me, it's just like, I don't know. It could, it, it just makes no sense to me, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Valentine's Day can be like, I feel like some people really overdo Valentine's Day. Like it I don't mind if you do something for Valentine's Day, but like there's some people, like you said, that like overdo it. It's like, oh, I just don't get it to me. But yeah, that's I don't get, I don't get that either. Yeah. But for any of you people listening on Valentine's Day, do something on Valentine's Day for your significant other. Don't listen to me. I'm, but you should yeah. do something, even though it is a kind of overrated holiday, you should still do something. So yeah. I, would, I would like to put that out there so it does. So I don't look too bad. Yeah, no, I agree. You should definitely do something, but it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I feel like the little things are better anyway. Absolutely, so. absolutely. And do it every day too, not just on Valentine's Day. So um, yeah. don't do it for the yeah. significant holidays. That's another relationship sure. advice for me. <laughs> Now, I guess last non-hockey question is, um, if you could guest star in any TV show, um, what TV show would that be? Oh my gosh, I love the show Gossip Girl. And like growing up, I like always wanted to be the girls on Gossip Girl. So I think like, I don't know if I'd like guest star on that, but like if I could like live their life, I, that would be it for sure. It's Which just such a would cool you pick then? Leighton Meesters yeah. or Blake Lively's? Or Joe from you, he was in that show too. Oh yeah, he was in that <laughs> Um, I probably, probably Leighton Meesters. Um, I don't know. I really liked her growing up, but I do really like Blake Lively. So mm-hmm. either, either would be fine for me. I just think their life is super interesting. Yeah. Would you want uh, one of those people to play you in a movie? If you, there was a movie made about your life? Yeah. I, yeah, no, I would want Blake Lively to pay, play me in a movie. I love Blake Lively. I think like as a person too, she's like a super funny person. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know who would want to play me in the movie. Probably like Tom Holland or like Killing yeah. Murphy, like someone or Tom Cruise, someone like super cool that would make me look yeah. cool. So someone, yeah. someone like that for sure. Um, but now getting back to some, I guess, hockey questions. One was, what is your thoughts on the, your last interview since we had you on? I had the chance to listen to some of it before this interview, and to be honest, I thought I did okay job for um, one of the earlier ones, but I definitely was a little nervous and. Sh- could have been better, but uh, you did fantastic. So, but I was curious if you had the chance to listen to it and get your thoughts on it. Yeah, no, um, my, I thought our like first podcast, I, I had never done one before. So I was a little nervous as well, but I thought like the conversation was like supernatural and it wasn't as like, I don't know what I like about this podcast. It just feels like a conversation and it's not like a full like interview and like a lot of stress on me. So I just think it's like a fun outlet too. Cause you get to know people um, more on a personal level. So I think it's cool. Yeah, I did listen to some of it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of listening to myself. Talk, I understand so. that. I don't listen so, <laughs> to any of them either. So don't worry. So I don't, I don't get through very much of it because it kind of makes myself cringe. But no, I like that it's more of a conversation aspect. Like I have a lot of fun filming these. So 
Yeah, no, definitely. And hopefully at least some of your friends get to listen to it, the whole thing, at least so they can tell you about it, some of the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, some of them do. They do tell me about it. Um, my parents listen to it too, so. Oh, awesome. Well, shout out to your parents for listening. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, yeah, no, I guess, is there any guests that we should have on in the future? I've interviewed a few of your teammates, but I, was, I don't know if there was anyone that in particular that we should interview from both oh, yeah. Minnetonka any, and from BU as well, by the way. Yeah, any of my teammates would be perfect. I mean, my class is super fun. You've had Catherine on before, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, for my class, Julia Shaughnessy and Maddie Cardacy would be hilarious. They, they are very um, funny people, um, super outgoing too, like super personable. So I think they'd be fun. Um, I don't know. I have, my good friend from Minnetonka plays at Cornell. Her name's Rory Gilday. She she's a super nice girl too. So she'd be a fun one to have on as well. I actually had her on this past summer. I don't know if you. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was before yeah. she went to Cornell. Um, I was, it was a really nice person, like you said. Yeah, super fun hearing her perspective. Just because um, she was one of the best, apparently one of the best players in ever in Minnetonka girls hockey history. Yeah, she's she's super good. Yeah, and you had on Lisa Laroche as well, didn't you? From Minnetonka. Oh yeah, I have had yeah. her and her sister on as well. Yeah, Olivia's on too. Yeah, Olivia's graduating this year. I did. She's um going to Sacred Heart, so I'm excited for her. But they're they're great people too. So, I mean, anyone honestly. But yeah, you know. no, definitely, definitely for sure. So, well, thank you for the um the, for the suggestions. We'll definitely reach out. Um. Cause I love having the BU women's hockey players on. I, I think I had everyone, the most highly suggested player was a BU hockey women's hockey player was Julia Neras. And once we had her oh, on, yeah. it, was, it was definitely, it was, it was definitely a fun interview with her. So, um, yeah, she, she's, a, she's a funny girl. Oh yeah, no, she's awesome. And one yeah. very underrated player, honestly, in my opinion, I don't think she gets yeah. more credit than she actually gets. Yeah, I agree. She's a super good player. Really, really fun person. So I'm glad you had her on here. She's, she's fun to talk to for sure. Awesome. Well, is there anything you want to talk about? Any shout outs? The floor is all yours. Um, any family members, friends, teammates you want to shout out? Or you can just talk about whatever you want. It's up to you. Um, the floor is all yours for this final like minute. I just, I just want to say thank you for having me on. Like This is super fun, and I, I love talking about this stuff. I always enjoy filming these. So I just want to thank you for having me on again, for sure. No problem. And thank you so much for working with us, Lacey, not just on the podcast, but other things as well. Check out the daily vlog that we do with Lacey um back in november that was a great fun yeah. thing to film so but it's fun working with you other stuff and i'm excited to work with you for more stuff in the future so this isn't the last time you'll see be seeing lacy on college hockey talk platforms but thank you for coming on i really appreciate it uh from yes. that perspective you're a great person um great hockey player and just super fun to talk to so thank you so much and it was so awesome to see the the great season that you had this year and i know you're just going to continue to get better so thank you for your time thank and you. just thank you for everything it really means a lot to myself Thank you so much. Now, I do want to shout out one person. I want to shout out Brady. He does the BU Hockey Show. Um, he helped me out with the interview for recently, so I want to give him a shout out since we had a BU player on. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a good Yes, player, I do, so. yeah. So shout out to him. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And, uh, yeah, that's the interview. But Thank you so much for listening to today's interview of College Hockey Talk. If you want to check out our older interviews, make sure to do that. You can do that on the Apple Podcast page, Spotify account, or our YouTube channel where you can watch many different interviews from this podcast. Uh, make sure you follow our social media accounts at College Hockey Talk, and I'll see you guys next time with another great interview. But until then, take care and have a great day. Bye. <laughs>
I'm one heartbeat away from going mad Girl, when you look like that Closer, closer, I'ma get closer to you, yeah Got me, baby, got me hooked on you once again